Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! How about that last night, Al? I... I think I think we're going to be in a really good mood all day today. We're going to be in a really good mood watching the Rams and the Seahawks tonight. Pre-game show starts at 3.30, myself and Kirk Morrison. We're going to be in a really good mood when we come back tomorrow morning. And I'm thinking till about, what, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and then the anxiety comes pouring back in because you got the Giants on Friday night. It's going to be a dogfight, Trav. I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about, and I know we got another 24 hours or so to talk about this series against the Giants, but here's the reality. As if you're a Dodger fan, you should 100%. We heard Max Scherzer saying this in the post game. What was he saying? He's like got issues with his his sound, and then he's like, "I'm drunk." You know, he's <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna. How did he get drunk that fast? But let's I, let's put let, let's cue this up for a second. That he was on TV, yeah. and he was first of all shirtless, had yep. the, the headset on, and he was well, he was enjoying himself. Take a listen. Kalong told me a couple days ago. I, you gotta get rid of this echo. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. You know what that sounded like? That sounded like a Friday night. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. Someone else is on the other line, and there's just I just can't even talk. I'm drunk. You're confused. But hold on. That interview took place what? 10 minutes after the home run landed? Let's say 30 minutes after it the wasn't, home run landed. No, 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 no. No way that was a half an I hour. Agree. It was 15 I, minutes tops. Okay, tops. I agree. Let's say it's 15, 20 minutes. Alcohol's going to take a second. It's going to take a second. It's not like he was in the back taking three, four shots or something. He was sipping a beer. I, yeah, I was going to say, and I've seen those celebrations before. It's champagne and beer, right? Yeah. To yeah. get that drunk on beer takes some time. Well, you can't I, get. I can't talk drunk on beer in fifteen minutes, can you? But, but I, I, I love the. Okay, they're celebrating, right? Like, I'm not a fan of. By the way, I, I'm, I've never understood baseball why they celebrate 34 times before they actually win a World Series. I've never it's a fair understood point. that. Okay, it's a fair point. But, but let's just use yesterday as an example. The way they won, the relief of just getting out of the wild card, the the grind that you had all the way to, to the last season or the last game of the season where you were trying to avoid the wild card. Like, I'm sure yesterday for those Dodger players, it was a complete, let me just take a breath of fresh air for a quick second. And then, oh, by the way, tomorrow, Dodgers, yep. Giants, what a freaking matchup. It, it's the Two best teams in baseball. We've been saying it, you know, this entire time. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work out that they play each other in the, you know, National League Championship game or in the in the World Series. But these are the best two, and it's going to start tomorrow. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. And look, <laughs> I just did not, I, I did not appreciate that enough in the moment because I was still peaking as well and enjoying it. I, I want to listen to it again. Taylor, get Max Scherzer again. But keep in mind, this is about ten or fifteen minutes after Chris. Let's give him Taylor the benefit of the doubt. Let's give him 20? the benefit of the doubt. It, 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 Al, it wasn't a minute past. Let's say twenty. 20. Let's go. 20. I think it was. Yeah, let's go I, 20. You think you're being really generous? And maybe this he had is, a keep, maybe he had a whole bottle of champagne. Keep in mind shirtless on TV doing this.
And K-Long told me a couple days ago, I, you got to get rid of this echo. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever is right. I think that's, that's the best part. That's how you know it's totally legit. Not the slurring words. Not that he can't hear. Not that he can't talk. It's just that he just went, eh. Forget it. Uh, whatever. That's that's the ultimate drunk get out of jail free. Is whatever along the way. All right, that's the fun stuff. Um, you ready to come back to reality for half a second? Yeah, Lee? yeah. It's three times in a row he hasn't pitched well. That's that that's three games in a row where your best pitcher, which he is, has looked like something other than that. You go back to that Colorado game. I think we all kind of went, eh, it's Colorado. You know, it's Colorado, man. What, what do you what do you want out of these guys? It's Colorado. And then he pitched poorly after that. I believe Milwaukee was the next stop for him after that. And you're thinking, all right, Milwaukee's pretty but Yeah, that didn't look good at all. He, they had, he had another lead that he gave back, and Dodgers came back to win that game late. He still hasn't lost a game when, the Dodge, when he pitches the Dodgers have won every game. Mm-hmm. And then last night, he battled like crazy. His competitive spirit was unbelievable. It was a 10 out of 10. His, his, his enthusiasm, 10 out of 10. His drinking ability, 0 out of 10. But he was not sharp three times in a row and he's going to need to be sharp if they're going to beat the Giants so by the way uh you know when you say he's going to need to be sharp to beat the Giants he did his part in the wild card game and I agree with you you can you and I would be lying to each other if we said that hey over the last two and a half three weeks you feel great about Scherzer no you felt really good when he was Point seven eight ERA. Now they have still won every game that he started and the Dodgers have. Here's where I would kind of breathe a little sigh of relief. Who pitches tomorrow? Uh, Walker Bueller. Who pitches on Saturday? Julio. Scherzer then wouldn't pitch again until Monday, and Correct. that's going to be at Dodger Stadium. On full as rest. In, as in, you're 100% right, and you should kind of be a little – you know, kind of thinking a little – you should think twice a little bit right now about Max Scherzer. The beauty is you still got these two other aces. Now, sure. Walker Bueller tomorrow, this would be the first time he pitches again in San Francisco since that critical game that they lost against the Giants where Bueller got shelled for six. But it's they're not depending on one guy. That's what makes this Dodger team so special. What makes them so special, most franchises are depending on – really a couple, two guys to kind of see if they can carry you through. Yesterday it was Chris Taylor. It wasn't Mookie Betts. It wasn't Corey Seager. It wasn't – it was also Justin Turner. It was – they can depend on some of these other guys. It's not on the back of uh, of just one man. It's not going to be on the back of Max Scherzer. Yeah, it, it's not just on the back of Max Scherzer. I agree with you. The Bueller and Urias can certainly carry a great deal of that load. They don't win the World Series if he pitches like this continually. They, they're going to need one of those Scherzer games. The way that he pitched for Washington in the World Series, the way that he mm-hmm. pitched for the Dodgers through the first eight or nine starts that he had, they, they're going to need one or two of those along the way because you can't, you're going to need your best pitcher to be your best pitcher. It can't be, hey, he got us to the fifth inning. All right, let's you know tighten our belts and get to the finish line. He's going to need to be a little – I think he will. I'm not worried about him in the sense What do you that, think it is? I, I, last night, I'm convinced it was he was too hyped. I, I just think he was a little over, too jacked up. However, because but that's weird. It's weird because he's half he's, a second. He's been in this, you know. It's not he like has the but but look at him, man. He is so so jacked when he takes that mound. And there's a point where it's too much. I I know that he goes to the point of 100 out of 100, but you go to 101. <clears throat> excuse me, and you're redlining that thing. Sometimes that doesn't work real well. And when you're trying to throw a breaking pitch and you're trying to locate a breaking pitch on your glove side 
and you're ha- amped up, it's almost impossible to do. You, but you isn't it, isn't it, Trav, after the first inning? I mean, doesn't that, that amp up you're talking about, doesn't that kind of start to – okay. like it it look like it waned to you? It looked like no, it was it still there it. to me. But what, what you're saying is – and that's the point that I'm making is you're saying that you felt like he was too amped up. Doesn't mm-hmm. that too amped up kind of go away after uh, the I think first for, inning? I, I don't know the right adjective here. I think for a regular pitcher, yeah. Like Clayton Kershaw does not pitch in a frenzy like that, right? Like if Clayton Kershaw's out, Walker Bueller doesn't pitch in a frenzy like that. Maybe in the first inning they're, you know, their adrenaline's banging and you're super pumped up and maybe you don't have your, your feel quite like that. But those guys kind of come back to they're at eight and a half out of ten or nine and a half out of ten. Scherzer's at eleven out of ten, and it's just it it felt like last night that worked against him a little bit. They got through it, and he battled like crazy. All the credit in the world for fighting like that, but uh, something to think about moving into that that giant series for sure. Let's go to Corona for our next stop on the Dr Pepper call in line. Lee in Corona. Lee, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, guys, great show. I was there last night with my son. It was unbelievable. And I want to talk about a Corona native who was an unsung hero. He came in in the most pressurized um, inning of the whole game, two on, one out, Arnado up, and then Carlson, and got Carlson on that strikeout, and Arnado on that on that force play. That could have been a double play if Turner took it right to the bag, but whatever. I thought Joe Kelly was... I know you're, I know Bellinger was great, but I thought Joe Kelly was the MVP of the of the pitchers, and all the pitchers were great last night. And it, he was the the highest leverage time in the game, and he was just sensational. That's all I got. Lee, Lee before you go, real quick, let me. How, how many glasses of tea and honey have you had today? Because your voice is sounding a little raspy. You were screaming a lot last night, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. We couldn't stop. We couldn't stop. And um, I'm I'm trying to. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be going again on Monday, and awesome. it'll be a closeout game. That's what you, I'm hoping. You got it, Lee. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate the call. Um, Al, he mentioned Joe Kelly from Corona. Joe Kelly from UC Riverside, right? Joe Kelly is a Big West pitcher. He pitched in the Big West, and as we all know, only the finest athletes compete out of the Big West. Guys sure, like no, Justin Turner yep. and Joe Kelly, these are Big West athletes. And, you know, Travis Rogers. these are the athletes from the Big West that have distinguished themselves at the highest level. Absolutely. Absolutely. No one, no one questions that. Thank you. Thank you. The highest level of academics combined with the highest level of uh, athletics along the way. Let's go to – By, by, by yeah. the way, real quick, so – this is this is part of what makes this is part of when you, the dust settles off that game yesterday cuz you could have 10 different callers call in and give love to 10 different players or a manager or something along those lines what Joe Kelly did in that situation coming in for um coming in for Scherzer and just pretty much absolutely stopping whatever uh, momentum that St. Louis had. Yeah, you're right. We're probably not going to talk that much about it because there were so many other things that happened after that or we're focused on, hey, is Scherzer the same pitcher that he's supposed to be? What a big-time moment for Joe Dude. Kelly. And and that's, that's why I say anybody could call in right now and they could point at uh, it was Beatty on defense had huge plays or it was uh, Cordy Bellinger doing what he did at the plate or it was uh, – that. That's what you walk away from yesterday's game. In only a 3-1 game, you could still point at 10 different players and talk about what one specific individual did at some point. Yeah, he, he kind of got lost in the shuffle. You're right, but he was fan. And, and keep in mind, too, that could only go poorly. If that blows up, we're screaming at him and joke, or I should say uh, Dave You're Roberts. Screaming at Dave Roberts. Getting, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dave Roberts is taking some right now, and 
look, he, he represented incredibly well last night. Congratulations to him along the way. Uh, let's try – ooh, I like this. Let's go to Chris. Chris, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Chris? How you doing, guys? All right. Um, I just want to make a couple of comparisons between the 88 World Series Game 1, the last inning for the Dodgers, and last night for the Dodgers. Okay. If you remember, two, two outs, nobody on. Davis, batting under, two, under 200, works a walk, which um, Eckersley hardly ever gives up. Last night, Bellinger, under 200, works a walk. Davis steals second base without a throw, and that makes it easier for Gibson. Last night, Bellinger steals second without a throw, makes it easier for Taylor. He said he was just looking to hit a single, and what had happened, both of them hit home runs. It's eerie. That's a great call, Chris. Thank you. I, you know what? I had not thought about the Cody Bellinger-Mike Davis comparison because he's exactly right. Guys that had been having – Mike Davis going back to 88 – Come over from the Oakland A's. He had had a terrible season. He was supposed mm-hmm. to be, you know, free agent acquisition, a guy that they were really excited to have, and he was he was awful. He was just awful. And Eckersley walked about a guy every six months. He walks Mike Davis. We all know how it ends after that. But last night, look, it's not Gibson territory what Taylor did last night's sleep, but it's it's walk off end a series great. I think it might be number two on the list. But you know. Really, who are you talking about? You're talking about Max Muncie, Justin Turner. I think it was 2018 Muncie. Turner yep. was in 2017. Yep. And then Chris Taylor last night. Uh, yeah, you, you can you can easily make a case that that's the second biggest home run in Dodgers playoff history. No question about it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so we have Thursday night football up in Seattle. Of course, the Rams and the Seahawks. The Rams looking to bounce back after their first loss of the season. We are joined right now by a Super Bowl champion, the man you hear on all of the broadcasts as well, DeMarco Farr. DeMarco, how are you feeling this morning? What's happening, man? Play that Sade. That was my that's my era. Yeah. You know what I was waiting? You know what I was no, waiting for? I was I was waiting. What? DeMarco, I wanted Travis to know because we've played it a couple different times if you'd recognize it. Trav, did you know? Did you know this time around it was Sade? Oh. I know, yes. I didn't. I know that song. Okay. It's one of the few okay. I know. All right. There we go. So, oh, DeMarco. Yeah, Some good jams I, right here at DeMarco. Far, I am not too far where I saw her in concert. I'm in Seattle. I'm, uh, I'm at the Hyatt Regency. I can look out. It's, the city is emerald. It's beautiful. But uh, there's a place called The Gorge. I saw Sade live in about. a rainstorm. She came out in a white gown, no shoes, and I swear she was only singing to me. Only singing to me. There was no one else there but me and her. <laughs> uh, a rainstorm awesome. in Seattle. Color me shocked, DeMarco, that that's, uh, right. that, that's how that went. I, I, I'm shocked. Before we get to the Rams very quickly, do you get a chance to watch any of that? I know you're a baseball guy. I know that you spent a lot yeah. of time in St. Louis. I know you're a Bay Area native. Like, Where do your allegiances lie in this whole mess? Okay, uh, I hope. Greg Bergman is listening. When I called him delusional, I meant that in the positive. Um, if you have to go through the wild card, if you're the Dodgers, uh, never fear. You've been saying it. You guys have been saying it. You've got a great roster. You shouldn't fear anybody. 
Um, and if you have to line up with the Cardinals in a one-game playoff and take Adam Wainwright and you beat him, your confidence is going to be through the roof. It almost negates the Giants winning the division. You know what I mean? So this could be a blessing in disguise. So, uh, yeah, not shocked. Um, great ending, though. What a game. Heck of an Incredible. ending. Um, all right, with, with all that said, DeMarco, this is what's kind of crazy. I mean, here we are. What a big game in Los Angeles. When I'm saying in Los Angeles, for the Rams, even though they're in Seattle, a great, great NFC West opponent. And it's kind of been, uh, oh, yeah, there's a football game on tonight because that's what happened last night. So now that we focus a little bit more on this game uh, coming up later this evening, I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on what tonight's game will tell you about the Rams. It. They lose to Arizona. Was that an outlier, or do you think what we're going to get tonight between the, the, the Rams and the Seahawks will tell a much better story of who the Rams are? How key do you think this game is for them? I, I think it's huge, and I think it's, it's positioned perfectly, like you said. Um, it's, oh, yeah, you got a game tonight. That's great because we're not talking about that stinker in SoFi. We're not talking about Kyler Murray absolutely playing with his food in certain situations and <laughs> watching Matthew Stafford force the football time and time again, the Cooper Cup, and coming up empty. And just a lot of stuff in that game that I'm glad it's a short week because had it been a long week without a wild card, you'd be on top of this and, you know, it, it would be a, a, a bunch of negatives. So, but look, I, I agree with you. This is a, you got to get back in this race. Uh, San Francisco and Seattle put on a great one. Uh, down in Levi, I, I just got finished watching Russell Wilson quiet the crowd. I mean, they were rabid. They were coming after him on defense, and he just stayed poised, stayed the course. Uh, the minute you blinked, he made plays. Next thing you know, he had the lead, and all you are is tired. Uh, and, the, and they win. So Seattle holds serve. Arizona beat the Rams and beat them soundly. So now you must hold serve. So the Seahawks are back. Uh, the Rams are on the back foot, and uh, you don't want to lose too much ground in the NFC West. So this is going to be an old-school NFC West slugfest. I cannot wait to get to the stadium. This will be a fun one. DeMarco Farr joining a Super Bowl champ. Now, we've been talking about this, DeMarco, you and I, for I guess this is our sixth year, talking about Russell Wilson and the challenges that he presents to, to a defense. The Rams have done really well against the Seahawks. Even when the Rams were not a particularly competitive team, they still had success against Seattle and Russell Wilson in particular. Why? Well, okay, Aaron Donald um, could be named a deodorant because he covers up a lot of stink. Um, <laughs> against Russell Wilson, and you look at what he's done to the league and then put that next to what he's done to the Rams, it looks different. The Rams have really, I wouldn't say controlled him, but, I mean, have brought him back to but yeah. if, you, if, if you extrapolate that a little bit farther, that's really Aaron. Aaron has been on his butt for the last five, six years. I mean, really, chasing him down like he owes him money or there's something personal. So, um, And I heard Russell Wilson even said that uh, this is the player that he's going to tell his grandkids about. He's going to tell them about Aaron Donald. So, really, what you need is that guy again tonight. Um, you didn't have it versus Kyler Murray. Um, he did pump fake Aaron once when Aaron had a short sack and got out of it. That's demoralizing, but uh, the same has to happen. Aaron has got to be Superman tonight and force Russell Wilson into improv plays, and then you've got to make plays to get off the field. DeMarco Farr taking some time to join the Travis and Sliwa show. Of course, the Rams and the Seahawks uh, later this afternoon. Pre-game show starts. Trav, you said 3 p.m. or 3.30? 3.30. 3.30 pre-game show will start right here. Um, DeMarco – just looking at Matt Stafford, what he's done in some of these primetime games. So he's 7-14 and 14 in primetime games. 
uh, Travis and I were trying to kind of decipher here, okay, how much that, does that have to do with you've been playing with a bad team for you, – you played for a bad team for a number of years – um, what what are you hoping to see from Matt Stafford tonight? And this is obviously his first time getting a chance to see what this rivalry is all about. Well, uh, you know, that's funny, Flea. Um, I'm, I'm thinking this is the first time I'll see him. And this has been in the back of my mind. It should be if you're a Rams fan. Uh, coming up here with crowd noise. So you were great against Chicago. Uh, you went to Indianapolis, which is eh, it could be a tough place to play. But, you know, it's not really a hornet's nest. But you did what you needed to do. Uh, first drive, score, take the crowd out of it. Um, well, this is different up here. Um, I think a first drive touchdown is a must for the Rams and Matthew Stafford. Uh, Ninety or Nine plays, 90 yards, boom, put it in the end zone, start sowing some seeds of doubt because if you go three and out and you give that, that fan base life, the 12s life, they will roll right over the top of you and you'll never get them to shut up. So, this is big. Um, to be honest, this is kind of a wait and see. I want to see how Matthew Stafford handles this environment. Um, this is tough. Uh, this is not for the faint at heart. Um, you have to kind of do what Russell did last week at Levi Stadium. You got to quiet that crowd and uh, try to take them out of it, and then slowly start to make plays when you're allowed to, or when it starts to open up. Demarco, I want I want to ask you about something that happened after Monday Night Football between Joey Bosa and Derek Carr. The Derek Carr. Uh, I should say Joey Bosa called out Derek Carr. I, w- I want to play this for you because I-, I just want to make sure that you know the exact context. This is Joey Bosa after the game where they beat the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Uh, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook. And, and you saw on-, on CeCe's sack, he was pretty much curling into the ball before we even got back there. So um, great dude, great player. He's been having a great year. But we know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective. What do you make of one guy saying about another team's quarterback, he's shook, he curls up into a ball before you hit him, and he kind of shuts it down? What do you make of that? The Chargers have an accurate scouting report? I mean, I'm, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> if you're a Raider fan, did he say anything you didn't already know? <laughs> I guess it was just shocking coming from a player, but yeah, I mean – you know, a lot of quarterbacks are the same way. Uh, it, once they start getting tagged, uh, they start looking funny. You know, that's the thing. I tried to look back, and I'm still looking back. Was there something going on with Matthew Stafford and J.J. Watt? Because I was trying to figure out why is he rushing his throws. Um, he, mm. It seemed like he was playing like he was under more pressure than he really was early, and that caused caused some misses. But, yeah, a lot of quarterbacks are like that. You, you, you hit them in the teeth a few times, and they start looking for you versus downfield. Mark, are you surprised that he made those comments public? I mean, I, I, that's the one thing Travis and I kept talking about. It's like, okay, yeah, it's one thing to have that belief, but for him to, you know, maybe you say that in a locker room, but are you surprised he comes out very openly and says, yeah, that's that's how I feel about Derek Carr? Well, yeah, he, I think he is what he is. I think, you know, the bloom is off the rose. We know a lot about Carr now. I'm, there's, there's a lot of data. <laughs> the data says when you crack him, it's a little bit different, but same being said, if you don't get pressure on him, he'll carve you up. So, you know, that's, that's every single game plan against him is go after him, hit him, rattle him. Uh, there, there's a chance he could curl up and, and not be as effective. So I think it's just funnier coming from a player that just did it. That's why it's so shocking. Uh, DeMarco, um, just, you know, I, I already labeled you last week as my NFL insider from my pickums, and uh, and we <laughs> talked right. about how I had three bookies that I had on uh, my payroll now just trying to do these pickums every week. I just want to say this. 
I went four and zero last week. So whatever you did, whatever you did in that studio, uh, I greatly appreciate it. And we're gonna do our pickums later. So I'm hoping that vibe just continues. Uh, film junkie, I love it, man. This is just great stuff. <laughs> I love watching video. <laughs> we'll love, we will love listening to you on the sidelines today. DeMarco will be alongside JB and Maurice Jones-Drew. Uh, kickoff coming up just a little bit after 5 o'clock, pregame show at 3.30. DeMarco, as always, thanks a bunch. Thank you, brother. Okay, guys. Talk to you soon. You got it. How good is that, Slee? Well, they have an accurate scouting report. That's pretty cool. You know what I thought I was going to hear from? Yeah, you know, you just don't say that. You know, when you get into locker rooms, you <laughs> keep down. that stuff between your team. <laughs> He's like, no, that one, that one's pretty accurate. Yeah, no, there, he is that. He is the guy that craters and lays down. Yeah, okay, but scouting report along the way. He said something, too. I mean, when he's talking about Stafford, of I, I love the I don't know what I'm going to see tonight. You know, like I, I think there are a lot of people that are curious. This is an environment that Matt Stafford. Listen, he's been in environments like this, but it wasn't with the Los Angeles Rams. It wasn't with these expectations. I think there's a fascination that tonight's game, part of it's going to do with Stafford. All right, get your Uber ratings ready because we are doing Factor Cap. It is coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pretty cool that you can go out to Hollywood Park Casino on Monday and meet Kenny Landro. Number 44, center field. Remember the Dodger 1981 World Series team? That's a, And you can win a TV, Al. That's not a bad way to do it. That's By the way, I'm sure for uh, Dodger fans just in general, just to be with other Dodger fans, of right? Of course. I mean, you and I, it's kind of funny. You and I were talking about this yesterday in your most nerve-wracking situations where you're going to watch your squad, your sports team. I prefer lights off, close all the blinds. Doors locked. <laughs> turn off the AC, just everything. Just complete silence and just as miserable as possible until the game ends, and then you can celebrate from there. You were at a bar. You were having – you had your own pizza. You had your own full pizza, full pie. He had an extra large full pie. Didn't share with any of his buddies. It was large. It was. That's true, but I did share. Two pitchers of beer. You heard Max yeah. Scherzer on TBS kind of talking about like he was leaving a voicemail for his ex-girlfriend or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, here it is. This is Francis in Glendale who says – that Max Scherzer postgame interview sounded like a voicemail. He tried to leave an X at 4 a.m. while slumped over on his porch, giving up on finding the right keys to open his house. That's that's pretty specific. That that I, we've been there before. Okay, uh, I'm drunk, whatever. Before we get to factor cap, I have a quick okay. question for you. Travis mm-hmm. Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. I wore my old Dodger hat to the uh, watch event last night, okay? We talked yesterday about this, yep. Yeah, so you're looking at me right now. I've got Mm -hmm. my old Dodger hat on my head. This is about 12, it is exactly 12 years old right now. It's been through Little Leagues. It's been through batting practice sessions with my kids. It's sweated up. It's gross. It's got Mm -hmm. the salt stain. It also won the World Series, okay? I got a brand new one here that I bought at the beginning of this season that I'm a little worried about. Do I rock 
the old one all through the playoffs, or do I break in the new guy in game one of the Giants series? First of all, why is your bill bent upwards? Why Why do you have <laughs> – why is it like that? I'm why a flat is it like guy. That? Yeah, and I'm why – it's not even flat. It's actually curled up a little, and it's to the side. Trav, just look, Monster act your age. Flat bills. Okay. <laughs> um, I gave this a little bit of thought. Yesterday mm-hmm. I told you, no, no, go back to the championship hat. If that's the one that you wore during the playoffs, and you got to roll with that, mm-hmm. you you threw out a good question to me. You're like, okay, so now do I go back to the new one? Got to get in playoff experience. Okay, I actually feel um, this one you got to ride out. Now I think you got to just keep the old one on and see how far it could take you. This is similar to Dave Roberts trying to make a decision about Kenley Jansen coming into the <laughs> season. Okay, if Kenley's working, yeah, don't ride change it. it. Don't yeah. change it. I mean, because you never know. You never know when you're going to be able to throw that hat back uh, uh, again. Now, if it disappoints you at some point, then everything changes. This is a, you're running a business over there. Everything disappoints me at some point. <laughs> That's just the natural evolution of things in in my life. Let's do a little factor cap right now. All right, guys. So tomorrow I'm hopping on a plane. Yes. I haven't flown in a little bit. Uh, flying out of LAX. So my statement is. Oh, also, I like just don't really like to like pay extra for t- for like where I seat I am seated. So I had to choose it ahead of time. Anyway, so window seat is better than an aisle seat on a plane. Alan is his factor cap. Okay, first question is this: um, You're flying out of LAX and you've never flown out of LAX before. That's correct. Unbelievable experience. Pro- it is the left already. It is. <laughs> So calm, cool. You don't, you won't get stressed at all. I mean, you just kind of park right away. You walk in. You walk out. Travis, is LAX not the best flying experience? Just prepare, Emily. <laughs> I'm just telling don't you. Don't do Burbank or John Wayne. Make what sure you do LAX. What time's your flight? Uh, 11.30. Yeah, I'd leave it like 11.15. You should be fine. Just cruise in and out. Not a problem at all. Ne- never never any lines. Never they any don't, congestion. Very easy to get a vehicle in and out of LAX. It's not a problem at all. You're good. They're cool security-wise. You can sit by the pilot if you want. I mean, it's such a such a natural <laughs> Sounds experience. Sounds like a lovely place. Okay, it's Cap. Uh, I'm an aisle guy. Give me the aisle seat. Maybe this is a control thing, Trav. Maybe no. I got some issues here. At one point, I used to be a window guy. Hey, it's cool. You look out the window, all that stuff. If you're on a plane, six minutes into your flight, there's nothing you're going to see different. So <laughs> there's true. no reason to go to, go to the window. So I, I'm an aisle guy. I need the... Ability to walk up and get up at any time, use the restroom, walk around. I'm a, I'm an aisle man. The the restroom factor is is a good one. You bring that up, and it's it's a worthwhile point. But this kind of goes back to why I like to ride in the front seat of an Uber. Uh, as as someone that's a little bigger than an average person, mm-hmm. if I sit on the aisle, my half of my body is in the aisle. Okay, so I'm constantly getting people's butts slammed into my shoulders. The stewardesses are slamming me with the 100%, cart. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm constantly getting jostled in that aisle seat. So I'd rather stuff my giant fat body up against the fuselage of the of the plane and lean up against the window than have get repeatedly elbowed shocking. and butted by the stewardess. Your your reasoning makes a ton of sense. I'm just shocked. I did not think that that's the move you were going to make because you're also the size that 
if you need to go from the window to the restroom, everybody's got to get out. Everybody oh, now has problem. to get out. That, I might even have to problem. take the luggage from up top. I got to move that as well. Uh, there's that's a lot not, of things that go look, on. You're, you're, you're not wrong, but that's a that's a passenger problem. That's not a Travis problem. That's a you need to move. I'm getting up problem because I'm uh, getting up and I'm going to go use. Emily, you're gonna love LAX. You're gonna love no, it. I'm, I'm excited. Wonderful place. <laughs> and also, luckily, my flight's not too long, so hopefully, I won't have to go to the bathroom on the plane either, too. Yeah. So. I wanted to worry about that. So uh, I saw that a restaurant in Hartford, Connecticut, where I just came from, is now going to entertain robot servers and uh, to kind of help with the flow of the, of the restaurant. So you would dine somewhere with robot servers. Travis, is Factor Cap. Yeah, let's do it. What's the address? I'll go right now. I'll go in there. They're, they're going to get the order right. I don't, don't have to worry about them not writing it down. There's going to be a voice copy of my order. They're going to go right back to the kitchen. It, I, I kind of picture the maid from the Jetsons as as the uh, the server it's going to be. What was I, I don't know her name. Was it Doris Dot? Something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm for the robots. I Plus... Al, I think you should be my date when we go to the robot restaurant because I want to see the terror on your face when the uh, robot approaches the table. Do you guys not understand what's happening here? Rosie, first, that's it. Thank you, Taylor. First, it starts in a lab in Boston Dynamics <laughs> where they're just working on a couple things. And then they start doing backflips and smiling and pretending like everything's okay. <laughs> it's cool. Next thing they do is they start taking over some restaurants. They're, these robots are going to get us so incredibly comfortable with them before they take over the freaking world. Trev, the fact that you're fine with them making a burger back there, who knows what they're going to put in your burger. At least I know the dude that's working back there, who, by the way, is getting paid, uh, is going to, at least if he's upset at me, he's going to put natural things. This dude can kill me at any time. I'm not trying <laughs> well, to get the robot, man. Yeah, unless the cook in the kitchen just broke up with his girlfriend and he's having a bad day and he wants to make sure that somebody feels as bad as he does and put something in your burger. That's that's The robot, his girlfriend's not breaking up with him. I don't, I don't worry about that. The robot has so much built-in animosity <laughs> that we are still pushing the buttons. That at some point, we're not going to get a chance to push the buttons. I just don't think you understand. I think this. I'm going to dress up as a robot for Halloween just to see the look on your face okay so uh we talked about this yesterday about this topic because we were gonna maybe do this in factor cap yesterday but then we all compared our uber ratings and honestly i was very surprised that i had the lowest rating yeah, out of yeah, all not of us good. yeah that's not good emily I, had <laughs> what's the most you can score is a five yes, yes. out of five emily had a 1.8 no no <laughs> I had I had a four point six nine. I I'm like I'm not that low, but anyway, uh, you always give five star Uber ratings. Alan, is this factor cap? First of all, um, it's just kind of like a routine. It, like I, I'm I'm not gonna go give somebody even if let's say I didn't have the great experience. I think it's just a routine to give them a five, a little bit of a tip, and then just call it a day, isn't it? Like, don't you just – the app opens up. The app is like, hey, a couple stars over here. You want to just throw a quick little five? Yeah, I do. I do want to throw a quick little five. Um, and one thing Emily did leave out, while Travis a 4.9 yes. on the scale for Uber, I was a 4.92, which actually surprises <laughs> me because you're also the dude that sits in the front seat yeah. without, gonna- their, without their approval. Well, I, I let them know that it's going to happen. I'm not asking. I've seen you I, grab. I open the front door and say, hey, this is cool, right, as I'm sitting into the front seat. I've seen you um, open the glove compartment and just go through some of their insurance, kind of see, okay, <laughs> is there a couple extra napkins here? <laughs> got any chapstick? You got something that I, I just, I'm a little dry. You got something Do I you can. you have uh, any chapstick? <laughs> just not. No, look, I, I've, 
There's only one instance I can think of where I did not do five stars. It was when we were covering the Super Bowl in Atlanta, and I was going to a dinner with the the group, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And getting the Uber from the hotel to go to dinner on the other side of Atlanta, and the guy's going the wrong way. And I said to him, I said, hey, you're not going. And I don't know Atlanta well, but I know where I'm going. And I said, no, 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 it's, it's the other direction. We're literally, I forget, we're, he's headed north, the restaurant's south, right? And, and I'm telling him, no, 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 it's not. This is the way. I'm like, buddy, you're going the wrong way. This is, I know, I, I looked at the map. You're going the wrong, no, no, no. We drive 20 minutes the wrong direction. And he says, you know what? I think I went the wrong way. Yeah, he probably went the wrong way. I know that you went the wrong way. And so in the app, as I'm still in the Uber, I'm hitting the, you know, send the message to Uber. Like, I am not paying for this. This is BS. Your guy, I told him. And I got a wonderful note back from Uber saying, we'll take care of it. The ride's on us. No big deal. So that's the only time I've given less than five. And I believe it was. Uh, a, that's uh, fair. That's fair. So that's, uh, that's how that went. All right. Al, you worked a very long day yesterday. A very long day yesterday. You got a long day today. It's kind of fired up, though, man. It's interesting back to back here. Uh, Lakers pregame or Lakers preseason yesterday, and then obviously you today. Okay, so can can we do a couple things here? We still haven't got a chance to see LeBron, Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. All three of those guys guys play together through the first two preseason games. Vogel addressed it yesterday in the post game show. I think it's coming soon. We'll do that, and then plus eleven fifty five. All over the Dodgers will continue to take phone calls. So if you're out there driving around, you want to talk about Chris Taylor's two-run homer or Bellinger being clutch yesterday or Dave Roberts', Dave Roberts' decision. Too. I want to get we, into Dave and what a great job he did yesterday. Let's do all that coming up next. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. Yeah, pretty much. I, 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 uh, I'm I not going to lie. This is exactly how the football picks have gone for me historically. I think this is the third season that I've done it. I do really well through about the first four weeks, and then the wheels come off. So I'm not super surprised. You may go back-to-back, Al. I'm not, uh, I'm not focused on anything other than somebody tagging me on a video of just robots for five minutes <laughs> watching these things do damage across our earth. This is not good. Did were you like in a vulnerable state when you watched Terminator or something? When you thought no, that, uh, Skynet here's the thing. was coming online. What happened to you? Like who hurt you? Which which raid? Trav, which maid did something? Trav, to you? what's smarter? Smarter? You or a computer? Because I don't know about you. Computer. I I can sure. go on Google at any moment and type in anything, and it knows everything. <laughs> at some time, at some point. We are nothing. We're going to be nothing. We're already there. All right, let's not get into that. We got that is pretty this. ominous sound. Dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. It makes me a little uncomfortable along the way. All right, so uh, we good that the Lakers have gotten rolled into preseason games. Preseason. Do, do I do I care yet? I, I don't feel like I care. Um, I'll say this. I, I I'd like to see them. You know, obviously, you want to see the big three. And that's the only thing that really, really matters. I'm, let's play this real quick. This is Anthony Davis on when he thinks everybody will be playing together. He uh, has obviously played in the first two preseason games. Take a listen. All right, so Vogel also said, by the way, that they'll play only four more preseason games left. They haven't played in the first two. That They'll play in two of the games. Trav, I, got, I have so much built-up curiosity and anticipation to seeing Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and I know it's freaking preseason basketball. But there's 11 new players on this team, so I'm really hoping by tomorrow or at least Sunday at the latest, we get kind of a chance to start seeing, okay, what is this Lakers team going to look like? I, yesterday I'm having an argument with Michael about AD, AD, should he be starting at the five or should he not? I'm saying that I don't think it's necessary. And the only reason why I bring that up is because 
I think there's so much that the Lakers are going to have to figure out by the time the season even starts. And then in the first month of the season, you're going to spend a lot of time kind of figuring out, you know, what rotations make sense, all that stuff. So hopefully we see these three playing together sooner than later. Yeah, I, I think I kind of land where you just said, Al, the first month of the season is going to be the, hey, what works best with what? 100%. That, that's what it feels like to me, that this preseason is let's just break a sweat, basically. Mm-hmm. Let's, get, let's get our legs loose and, and get ready to go. Let's make sure we're in shape. Let's make sure we're ready to hit the ground running on opening night. Uh, the the combinations, the the rotations, that kind of – I'm not there yet. I, I think you almost have to give them a month of regular season games Agree. before you can say – this piece looks really good, or this piece doesn't look good. Um, I, I'm not quite there yet when it comes to, ah, why, why, I need to see this. I, I have a little more runway. The piece to me that, we're, that we can talk a million times about LeBron at the four, AD at the five, this guy at that spot. This We know that when it comes to go time that LeBron's the point guard. Whether he's defined as the point guard or not is you know irrelevant. That when it comes, last five minutes. Ball's going to be in his hands. Ball's in his hands. Mm-hmm. And that, and so now what we need to see is not, hey, what does he look like at the four with AD at the five? It's what does it look like at the end of five minutes to go? It's a two-point game and a game that you really need to win. What does that look like? I need I need to find a way to simulate that in, in the next month or two. Even if they play in a few of these preseason games, um, you know, it's going to depend on what the competition, what they're doing. As in, you're not going to really even get a full taste of what the hell you're doing until October 19th. Regular season games will start. Probably by the time, Trav, we get to December 1st, we'll have a real good idea of what this team is. Okay, the other piece yesterday came out. You know, unfortunately, Trevor Ariza um, going to have an ankle surgery. He'll be reevaluated, they said, in two months. So already, you know, one of their older players, 36 years old, um, has an ankle injury, and before he plays a game for the Lakers, he's out for two months. (laughs) Well, look, it's inevitable, right? It's inevitable that when you see a Laker player, especially an older Laker player like mm-hmm. Ariza, 36 mm-hmm. years old, get hurt or have an injury before the season has even started to kind of have, oh, here we go. I don't think it's unfair. Look, I get it. Trevor Ariza's not LeBron. He's not Carmelo Anthony. He's not Dwight Howard, and his role in this team is something other than the role that those guys are going to play. But when you're on the wrong side of 35 years old, when you've been around as long as some of these guys on this Laker team have been, they're, the age is always going to be a question. Minutes are always going to be a question. Health is always going to be a question. And that this happened before really the season has even started, I think, is one of the, okay, I mean, is it the end of the world? No. Will it be back? Sure. But it's not It's not nothing. So I, I think it's all irrelevant right now. Irrelevant in the sense that if you want to make a case, hey, look, already somebody just got injured with the Lakers, somebody who's older, you can make that case. Or like me, I'm going to say, let this thing start, and let's see how these players play together, and let's see how LeBron does in his 19th season. Let's see how Russell Westbrook fits in with with Anthony Davis and everybody else, but we still got a couple more preseason games before we get there. 